segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'll be your host once again james and i'm joined once again by nate what's up man what's up all right in this week's episode uh we're just gonna dive into some news around the nfl uh for the first portion of the podcast and then in the second portion we'll just take a look at an early projection of a big board uh for half point ppr fantasy football um, it'll just be a two round uh, look at what a fantasy draft board might look like. So that would be two rounds in a standard 12 team league. So uh, we'll just give our thoughts on where we would pick players. Obviously uh, you might feel differently, but we're just going to sort of give our reasonings for where we have players. Uh, so let's just hop right into it. Um, just looking at some of the news that's been going on around the NFL Um Julian Edelman announced his retirement this week. Uh, it was a big announcement for me, especially as a Patriots fan, big announcement. And uh, I mean, he had an amazing 12 year career, of course, Super Bowl MVP in the 2018 season, um, among many other accomplishments he had. Uh, just what are your thoughts on his retirement? I mean, I think I heard he um, was having some health issues. He had some knee problems and stuff. So, I can kind of see why he decided to kind of, I guess, I guess retire. Um, but I think his career was really good. Uh, I remember the Super Bowl versus the Falcons. He was really clutch for them. So, um, yeah, very good career. Yeah, I know he's been dealt with injuries like the past three or so seasons. Um, he was even caught for uh, substance abuse Um uh, suspension because he was trying to recover from some of the injuries that he had. So he just uh, really had um, just a, a bad time with injuries. Um, obviously um, he was a stellar player when he was in the lineup for the Patriots. Uh, very clutch. Like you mentioned uh, in Super Bowls uh, during playoffs, I think he's like second all time in receiving yards in the playoffs. Like that's very good. And I mean, uh, I know the Hall of Fame discussion is something that people go back and forth on, but I think even if he doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, he had a pretty good career in my mind. Yeah, I mean, if you're second all-time in receiving yards in the playoffs, I feel like that's a good argument right there just to be in the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, he's had a really good career regardless. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely agree with that. Um, and then just another point of news um, – Giovanni Bernard, uh, running back for the Bengals, um, he signed uh, a contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I believe, I don't know, let me just pull up the, the totals here. Um, it's a one-year deal. Uh, it's a vet's minimum worth uh, one um, around $1 million in salary. Um, I think the, the deal has some sort of a salary bonus. And I mean... Uh, the Bengals, I mean, he had been with the Bengals for a long time. And I guess just going to Tampa Bay, um, he, I feel like he might sort of play that James White type role, uh, the way White did with Brady in Tampa Bay, sort of like that pass catching running back. And definitely he would be a fill in uh, if someone like Fournette uh, or Ronald Jones uh, gets injured. Yeah, I can see something like that happening. Yeah. And um, one other signing that happened. Uh, the former Steelers running back James Conner agrees to a one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals. 
Uh, let me just see what this contract's worth. Um, it, it's about uh, a, a 1.25 million guaranteed uh, and the contract's total is 1.75 million. So um, he signs in Arizona. I know they've been looking for starting running back. I believe he's going to slot in as the starting running back there. Him and Chase Edmonds will definitely compete uh, for reps there. Um, what do you think about this uh, signing with the guards? Um, I think it's going to be an, um, I guess, an interesting um, ad for the Cardinals. Definitely adding some depth. So um, that's always a good sign. Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. And I mean, I know uh, Pittsburgh was looking to move on from him uh, and he was sort of just sitting there in f as a free agent, just looking for a team to sign with Arizona. Maybe they're thinking of taking a running back in the draft. Maybe they still do. We don't know, but sort of James Conner, I guess, fills in that role for them. Yeah, for sure. All right. And that's just sort of what's been going on uh, around the uh, NFL, uh, I guess, noteworthy uh, for fantasy and just noteworthy for news overall. Uh, so let's just hop right into our big board rankings. Um, actually, uh, we can start off. Um, we'll, we'll just go with picks one to 24. So um, you'll say who you want to take at, if you were sitting in the first slot. Uh, and then I'll say who I would take in the first slot and then we move to second pick and then so on and so forth up to 24. That might be interesting. Uh, so I'll definitely have you start. So uh, from a fantasy big board for half point PPR fantasy in 2021, as of right now, who would you select if you were sitting at the first overall pick? Uh, I would take Christian McCaffrey. I think he has the highest potential in the draft so far. Yeah, I'm, if I was sitting there at first, I definitely would roll with Christian McCaffrey. Like you mentioned, uh, he has so much upside. Um, as a running back, um, he can rush probably for 1,000 yards if he's healthy, at least. He can receive for 1,000 yards probably, at least, if he's healthy. And then you're getting the points for all the catches he gets. You're getting the points for the touchdowns. He pretty much will have double-digit touchdowns if he's healthy. Um like you mentioned, his upside is endless. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, Christian McCaffrey first overall. Uh, so if you were second overall and Christian McCaffrey's gone, who do you like? I guess I kind of like Alvin Kamara. Um, he had a really good season last year. And I think uh, New Orleans might start to lean on him a little bit more now that Drew Brees is gone. Yeah, um, Alvin Kamara is definitely a solid pick. But if I was sitting there at number two, um, I think I might roll with Dalvin Cook. Um, reason is uh, this is half point PPR and not PPR. Uh, if it was PPR and you're getting more uh, for each catch, I might lean with Kamara because he does receive a little bit more than Dalvin Cook. But I like Dalvin Cook's game on the ground. I love how the offense runs through him in Minnesota. And also, like I mentioned, on the running back uh, sort of uh, uh what was it, top 12 rankings that we had? Yeah, um, that Alvin Kamara, uh, I don't know what his role is going to be in the new offense. Of course, no Drew Brees, that kind of thing. So I think if I was in the draft, I'm thinking about something like that. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'd am i probably be like, yeah, there's, there's less questions in my mind about Dalvin Cook. They might be pretty close to even in terms of my ranking, but maybe that little bit of certainty would lean me towards Dalvin Cook. But yeah, so if I was sitting in second, Dalvin Cook's my pick. So um, moving to number three, uh, who would you take then? 
Uh, I think I would take Dalvin Cook third. Um, like you said, he's a very solid uh, running back. He's very consistent. He can catch. He can run. The offense basically runs through him in Minnesota. So if you're third, you should definitely take a look at him. Yeah, and likewise, I have Alvin Kamara third. I think his, he has great upside. Um, if the offense decides to run through him, I think he can definitely get up to where Dalvin Cook is or higher. But like I said, I just have a few questions in my mind about him. And uh, if you're picking at number four, who do you like? Uh, I kind of like Derrick Henry. Um, he's kind of similar to Dalvin Cook in that the offense runs through him. But the big difference between him and like the other guys is, um, I think, like I've said before, he doesn't really catch too much, not because he can't catch, but his job is to punch holes through the the D-line. So you're going to see him run most of the time. He is one of the best runners in the league, if not the best. So uh, if you really like that, you can definitely take a look at him. Yeah, for sure. And um, I have Derrick Henry at number four for all the reasons why you like him. If I'm sitting there at number four, I'm looking at the top three picks. I'm like, I need a guy who's going to sort of just be able to do what I need him to do as a first round pick. And yeah, Derrick Henry's that guy. You just throw him in there. He'll run for close to 2000 yards in a season. He'll punch in his fair share of rushing touchdowns. And like you said, he's the focal point of that Titans offense. And I mean, they lost uh, some receivers uh, in the off season. So definitely the offense will be going through him now more than ever. So definitely Derrick Henry is the fourth pick in my mind. So who do you like at fifth? At fifth, I like uh Devonte Adams. Um, I think for wide receivers, in terms of like total fantasy points, uh, he had the highest last season. So I think based off of that, um, if you're not able to get kind of like a top four running back, that's probably, I guess, the next best thing. Yeah, um, I like that pick of Devonte Adams. Uh, definitely, if you're someone taking a wide receiver, uh, that's definitely someone to look at. Uh, I'm going to roll with a bit more of an upside pick. Uh, if I was drafting fifth, I would look at taking Saquon Barkley. And my reason for it being is that if he is healthy, I think that he has a chance to compete with those top four running backs that we already mentioned going earlier. I feel like that he is just a, a workhorse running back. If the Giants need to run their offense through him this season, they'll do it. If not, he can still pretty much do everything, run from the backfield, catch from the backfield. And if the offensive line is upgraded through the draft, uh, his stock could just continue to rise. So if I was sitting at fifth, I might feel safer taking a running back. Um, but yeah, who do you have at sixth? At sixth, uh, funny enough, I do have um, Saquon at sixth. Um, like you said, he has a lot of upside. He's just as talented as the, the top four. So um you should definitely, I guess, take a look at Saquon. Yeah, for sure. And then six for me is Devontae Adams. Our list is very similar near the top. Um, yeah, if you don't get one of those top five running backs in my mind, Devontae Adams is the way to go. Uh, when he's healthy, he's very consistent. He's Aaron Rodgers' number one target. Um, he's getting targeted both um, midfield, um, on the outside, red zone, everything. Um, he's getting catches. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he would have uh, finished with the most uh, receiving yards last year if he had played every single game. I believe Stefan Diggs edged him by a little bit. But yeah, Devontae Adams is clear and in front the best wide receiver in fantasy. 
Um, yeah, he'd definitely be the guy I look at after the top five uh, running back. So who do you have at seventh? At seventh, I have um, Travis Kelsey mainly because uh, he's one of uh, the most reliable catchers on Kansas City. I think he's the highest scoring uh, tight end, I think, for last season as well. Yeah, um, Travis Kelsey is definitely a good pick. I know he, um, at the tight end position, he's just one in a million. And I guess if you lock him down uh, in the first round, then you pretty much have your tight end position ready to go. And I guess you can address other positions. Yeah, for sure. Um, but for me, I think I'd prefer to go uh, having that higher pick at seven to go with a running back. I'm going to take Nick Chubb there at number seven. Um, he's just so solid when he's in the lineup. Even with Kareem Hunt there, he can still produce top 10 running back numbers. I'm not concerned at all with Hunt being in there because Chubb is still the number one guy. Um, Cleveland's offense pretty much runs through him. Um, he just makes Baker look way more comfortable and Baker can put the ball in his hands even as a pass catcher. So I'm not worried in that sense for Nick Chubb. Um, and if his red zone opportunities increase, I think his fantasy stock could rise even higher. So um, yeah, definitely Nick Chubb at seven for me. So who do you have at number eight? At number eight, I, uh, norm I think I originally put Tyreek Hill, but I guess... On second thought, I think you could probably put Nick Chubb at eighth as well. Um, Tyreek Hill, I think he's like, I think he was second in terms of total fantasy points, but um, Nick Chubb is, I think, more reliable than Tyreek Hill, I think, week to week. Yeah, so the, the, those would be your eight and nine. So it would be Chubb at eight, and then you'd have um, Tyreek at nine? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so for my eight and nine, um, I'm just really heavy on running backs. I know not everyone is. Uh, in my mind, half point PPR is still okay for you to be running back heavy. I feel like uh, if you're in standard or half PPR, um, you can be running back heavy. But when you get to PPR, you can definitely favor a lot more of the receivers. So I'm going to go with both Aaron Jones, who re-signed in Green Bay. I know we didn't know that when we were talking about our top 12 running backs. Um, and then Austin Eckler at number nine. I feel like Eckler's stock has risen being a part of the Chargers offense. And he's pretty much the main guy there. Uh, so both Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler, in my mind, um, they just have those solid uh, running back uh, totals from the past two seasons. They've both been very solid. Aaron Jones obviously has been a little bit better. So I have him a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, if I'm sitting at eight or nine, I'd still struggle to take a wide receiver there if there's two solid running backs like Jones and Eckler on the board. So yeah, eight and nine, I take um, Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler. So who do you have at number 10? At number 10, I put, um, I also put Aaron Jones at number 10. Um, he is the main running back for Green Bay. So I think you can definitely rely on him to get you fantasy points every week. Yeah, absolutely. I can agree with that. Uh, number 10, another running back. If I'm sitting at number 10, I'm still struggling not to take a running back. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. I know some people are lower on him now than Marlon Mack re-signed with the Colts, but I feel like Jonathan Taylor's established himself as the number one running back there. I feel like, uh, like I guess in Aaron Jones' situation, A.J. Dillon is there. 
but Aaron Jones is still the main guy. And I feel like that's going to be the same with Jonathan Taylor. He's going to be the main guy. Frank Reich knows what he has in him as a coach, and he's going to pretty much run Jonathan Taylor into the ground this year. So I think I'd feel pretty confident taking Taylor at pick number 10 in the first round. Yeah, for sure. And what about number 11 for you? For number 11, I originally put Stefan Diggs, but I think I'll put Jonathan Taylor there instead. Uh, mainly because if you're this low, I think in the in the rounds, you want, I think it's better to take two running backs if you're kind of at the 11th spot. So I think I would put Jonathan Taylor at 11th. And then you said Stefan Diggs at 12th? I think Stefan Diggs, actually, he'd be a lot lower, mainly because uh, in terms of like fantasy points, he'd be 12th, but I think he's going to be a lot lower if you are kind of at the 12th spot. I, I think I put James Robinson at 12th, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I'll just share my 11th, and you can talk a little bit about him. Uh, for number 11, I have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I know some people are lower on him. I'm actually not as low as other people are. I feel like at number 11, you can take Elliott with your first pick because uh, 11 will be late in the first round. Um, yeah, Elliott, definitely a solid player for me. Um, yeah, the Cowboys offense is going to be healthy this year. Uh, when Prescott was in the lineup, Elliott was a top 12 running back. So I think he'll just return there. Uh, this season and I think he'll be pretty solid for you if you take him in the first round so number 11 I have Elliot yeah and I guess I put James Robinson at 12 um, mainly because of I guess Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville I think that gives James Robinson a lot of um, upside yeah I think that definitely could help James Robinson I can definitely agree with you there he was a pretty much a workhorse back last year. Uh, we'll see how many reps he gets. I know Carlos Hyde went there to be his backup. I don't think he takes work away from him because he didn't do that to Chris Carson last year. So yeah, I think um, James Robinson is pretty safe uh, as uh, a top running back this year. But um, for number 12, I am going to go with Tyree Kill. I know you've already put him into your top 12. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyree Kill uh, just because... Um, I mean, he's pretty much the number one option uh, for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City as a wideout. Um, I know some might argue Travis Kelsey should be higher than him. I'll just argue that um, some teams aren't comfortable taking tight ends as high, um, myself included, just because I feel like I want to maximize on the, on the value of both uh, running backs and wide receivers early as those are where you can get the high-end ones. Um, so I do have Tyreek Hill at number 12 in the last pick of the first round. Um, yeah, I just feel like you're pretty much, you're getting a solid pick. Um, I, I, in terms of my wide receiver rankings, I have him right behind Devonte Adams, just because of his upside, he can explode for like a 30 or 40 point fantasy day for you at any time and win you an entire week. He has that much upside. So I'll go with Hill at 12th. Who do you have at 13th? At 13th, um, I have, I think, Josh Jacobs, um, mainly because he had a pretty decent, I think, fantasy last year. I think he had 214 total fantasy points. Yeah, I have a question to ask you. Um, do you feel like Kenyon Drake just came in as a backup uh, to 
um, the Raiders or do you feel like Kenyon Drake is going to sort of eat into Jacob's time? Because if you feel like Drake is going to be like pretty much restricted to a backup role, then yeah, I can understand putting Josh Jacobs there. Right. I didn't take uh, Kenyon Drake into account. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think I'll say Kenyon Drake is going to strictly be a backup, but I'm not sure how much he's going to eat into, I guess, Josh Jacobs uh, minutes. So I'm thinking maybe it'll be something similar to kind of like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, where it's like uh, they kind they found a way to kind of, I guess, share their minutes, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that in terms of uh, Kenyon Drake, we don't have a defined role for him yet. So I guess if you view Jacobs as a high-end running back, I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see uh, where Kenyon Drake sort of falls in, and then I guess we can adjust our rankings. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, number 13 for me is Travis Kelsey. I have him right behind Tyree Kill, just because you could take either or, no matter which pick, and you can take both if you want. So if you're in a snake draft and you have the 12th and 13th pick, if you want to take both of them, I mean, just load up on Kansas City Chiefs. That's not a bad idea because the Chiefs are pretty much the best offense in the NFL in my mind. So, yeah, um, I have Travis Kelsey at 13th. But who do you have at 14th? At 14th, I have um, Kareem Hunt. Um, my thinking is that uh, if you are 12th, you'd want to draft another running back right away. That way, I feel like you have um, – I guess it's like the best bang for buck option is to get two pretty decent running backs. If you can't get like an amazing running back early on in the draft. Uh, so even though Kareem Hunt's a backup, I guess you see him sort of as a, a good enough fantasy option to take in the second round. Yeah. All right. And um, for number 14, I have Deandre Hopkins. Um yeah, and the reason I have him at 14 is just because uh, he always has upside. Um, he's the number one target in Arizona. Um, he's always getting reps. He's always, you know, going to be fed the ball in clutch situations. Um, we saw that Hail Mary that he caught last year. Um, in my mind, he just, with his talent, um, he's just ahead of a lot of the other receivers I have. In my book, the only reason Hill and Adams are higher is because of the quarterbacks they play with, but um, Kyler Murray's not a bad quarterback. He just is not at the level of both Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, I think that DeAndre Hopkins is a good pick if you're picking at 14. Yeah. And then number 15 for you. For me, uh, number 15th, I have um, Clyde Edwards-Solaire. Um, he's a running back on a really good offense, I think. Kansas City, they might end up having another uh, bye week if they play as well this season as they did last season. So I feel like um, Clyde Edwards-Solaire is going to have another good season. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, number 15 for me, I have Stefan Diggs. He's pretty close in my book to DeAndre Hopkins. You could take them both either way. Um, I mean... Yeah, I know a lot of receivers would go in the second round for me just because a lot of teams took running backs in the first round. So it's natural that they might look at taking a wide receiver. So yeah, Stefan Diggs just seems to be um, a guy that would fit around the 15th spot in my book. So yeah, I'm going to have Stefan Diggs at 15. And who do you have at 16? At 16th, um, I have George Kittle. 
Um, he is, I think he should be the second best tight end in the draft this year. He was injured uh, last year, so he wasn't able to kind of play to his potential. But um, I think this year he should be fully healthy. So if that happens, then you should definitely take uh, George Kill at 16th. All right. At 16th, I have Miles Sanders. I know that I could be slandered a lot for this, but um, in my mind, Miles Sanders with Jalen Hurts is pretty much a winning combination in my book. I feel like it what we saw at the end of last season with the two of them uh, should continue into next season. Uh, Miles Sanders played better when Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback. He put up top 12 running back stats um, in that period of time. So definitely uh, taking him at pick number 16, you wouldn't be faulted there, especially if you took a wide receiver like Devontae Adams or Tyree Kill in the first round and you were looking to come back with a solid running back. I think I could recommend Miles Sanders to you at 16. So who do you have at 17? At 17th, I have uh, Cam Akers. Um, I guess he's just kind of like a solid option at that position, so I just decided to put him there. And number 17, I have Cam Akers, so I think we're on the same page there, yeah. Um, 17, I guess we both ballparked him in the same area. Um, Yeah, it's pretty much an area where either you're getting a second running back or you've already taken a wide receiver in the first round and you're coming back looking for a solid running back in the second round. Cam Akers proved last year that he can be a workhorse running back in the LA Ram system as they do like to have a workhorse running back as they had Todd Gurley for a number of years under Sean McVay as head coach. So definitely Cam Akers is a solid option. And who do you have at number 18? At number 18th, I put uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, He is on Detroit, but... Um, I feel like because Matthew Stafford is leaving, they might end up uh, making him run a bit more, depending on who ends up in Detroit, I guess. All right, for sure. Um, Number 18, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I thought I was high on him, but clearly you're higher on him than I am. Um, Yeah, I just feel like he's headed for a breakout year. I know you probably feel the same. Uh, this Kansas City offense, they lost a number of pass catchers. They might look to evolve their offense and definitely involving someone as talented as Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is. Um, also, Le'Veon Bell left in free agency, as well as Damian Williams uh, and um, uh, Daryl Williams as well. So um, the backfield is pretty much open at this point. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the number one guy going into next year. And yeah, he should be solid. He should be getting lots of reps. He can definitely be a top 12 running back next year. And uh, who do you have at number 19? At number 19th, I have uh, Miles Sanders. Um, I guess, like you said, he has a lot of upside with Jalen Hurts. So I think if you're number 19th, you should, I guess, take a look at Miles Sanders. Yeah, for sure. Um, Number 19th, I have George Kittle. Um, Like you mentioned, uh, he missed a lot of time last year. Um, He pretty much can come up to close to 10 catches almost every game. And in half-point PPR, that's just five points on top of whatever yardage and touchdown he gets. So that's just really solid overall. Um, He's pretty much the next best tight end option to Travis Kelsey. And I think he warrants a top two round pick. So definitely I have him around pick number 19 as some teams might shy away from taking a tight end really early, but George Kittle is definitely uh, should be taken uh, in that area. So who do you have at number 20? 
at number 20, I have uh, Chris Carson. Um, I guess it's a, I guess 20 is still kind of like a position where it's like you still might want to draft two running backs. So I decided to put Chris Carson there. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess for me, um, in my area around 20, um, I like Calvin Ridley. I just see a lot more wide receivers going as we approach the end of the second round. Uh, Calvin Ridley obviously had a breakout year last year, and I think he can definitely continue it into this season. So um, who do you have at 21? <clears throat> at 21, I put um, DeAndre Hopkins. Um like you said, this is like pretty much the spot where people can afford to take more wide receivers. And I think somebody like DeAndre Hopkins is a pretty solid choice for 21. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also took a wide receiver at 21. I have DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks there. I feel like last year was sort of a breakup for him. I feel like <clears throat> with Russell Wilson still there at quarterback, I feel like he can continue to take steps forward and sort of position himself in, I guess, in my mind as like a top five wide receiver in fantasy next year, um, hopefully. So, um, yeah, um, who do you have um, at pick number 22? At 22, funny enough, I put DK Metcalf as well, mostly for similar reasons, like you said. Um, DK Metcalf, he is potentially a top five wide receiver this season, and he's playing with Russell Wilson, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. So you can expect a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of stats from him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for number 22, I have running back from the Washington football team, Antonio Gibson. I feel like uh, with a guy like J.D. McKissick gone from the backfield, the backfield is pretty much all uh, Antonio Gibson's. Um, he's going to be, he's going to benefit from Ryan Fitzpatrick being there as his quarterback. Um, he already had a solid end of the year last year, and I, I feel like he'll transition it into next year, and that I think that warrants him a, a top two round pick. So, uh, who do you have at number twenty three? At number twenty three, I put um, Calvin Ridley. Um, I wanted to put him higher, but I wasn't sure um, how. I guess how good he would be with Julio Jones. Not that he's going to be bad, but I feel like Matt Ryan feels more comfortable with um, Julio Jones on the field. So Julio Jones is going to be like kind of like a comfort throw. And then Calvin Ridley is going to, I guess, be kind of like a second option to Julio maybe. So that's why I put Calvin Ridley at 23rd. All right. At 23, I had AJ Brown wide out from the Tennessee Titans. And the reason why I put him at 23rd um, is because um, Corey Davis is gone. Um, John o. Smith is gone. Um, there's not a lot of receiving options for Ryan Tannehill um, in Tennessee. So AJ Brown is just going to continue to rack up the yards and the touchdowns like he did last year. And I feel like he's going to be pretty solid. And I think if I was in that position, I might take a look at him as a second round option. But yeah, who do you have uh, for your last pick at 24? For 24, um, I feel like um, there's like two different options. The safe, I think the safe pick would be someone like Stefan Diggs at 24th. Um, mainly assuming that you picked C Christian McCaffrey first, um, you could kind of afford to get someone like Stefan Diggs. I think Stefan Diggs had, I think he had the most um, reception yards for wide receivers last year. So he's going to get a lot of points for sure. And I guess my second 
option. If you kind of want to take a little bit of a risk, you can kind of reach for Josh Allen, um, mainly because he had, I think, 405 fantasy points. So if you want to take a quarterback early, um, you might want to go for, I guess, someone like Josh Allen. That way, I guess you can kind of have a lot of fantasy points early. Right, that sounds good. Uh, number 24, I have James Robinson. I have him a little bit lower than you, I guess, just because I feel like I don't know what his role is going to be in the new offense. There's a new coaching staff. Like you mentioned, new quarterback coming in. Um, is he going to be a workhorse like last year? Most likely. Do we know for sure? Not 100%. So with me not being 100% on him, I have him a little bit lower, but I still have him going in the second round. Um, so I have James Robinson there at number 24. And I guess just looking over our big board for the first two rounds, um, just some of the differences we have. I noticed that you didn't have Ezekiel Elliott in either of the two rounds. Are you just lower on him? Did you just not put him in? Uh, what's your deal with Ezekiel Elliott? I think with Ezekiel Elliott, I just wasn't sure um, where to put him. In all honesty, you could probably take uh, Ezekiel Elliott maybe like early in the second round. Like for example, you don't feel like Josh Jacobs is going to be as good as I said. Maybe you might want to put Ezekiel Elliott there. I feel like he's kind of, you can put him kind of anywhere in the early second round or late first round maybe, but I just wasn't really sure, so I didn't put him in the list. Um, and then I guess just my question about Kareem Hunt. Um I know you're, you follow the Browns more than I do. You kind of know what his role is. The reason I didn't have him in my top 24 is just because I didn't know what his role was going to be. Um, I'm not 100% sure that he would get me enough fantasy production for me to be, for him to be a top two pick if I was looking at it. But like, what do you see in Kareem Hunt? I guess in Kareem Hunt, he's, um, I guess for the Browns, he's mainly been a uh, running back who gets a lot of um, catches. He does get some runs as well, but I guess with Nick Chubb doing most of the running, he kind of does a lot of catching. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I guess just looking at my list, um, did you have any questions? Did you have any remarks or anything like that? Um, I feel like this is your list overall is kind of like a conservative list. So um, if you've played for fantasy for a long time, this is kind of what I think a list like that would look like. This is kind of like this. I feel like your list is like a, a best bang for a buck list, if that makes sense. So you're saying that I'm someone that doesn't like to take a lot of risks when it comes to drafting in the early rounds of the draft. Yeah, that's kind of like my impression. So I guess uh, I'm more uh, conservative uh, when it comes to making my list and you're more of like a risk taker uh, when it comes to uh, making the list. Um, I sort of just ballpark the area where I feel like players should be and I sort of place them there. And then um, for you, you sort of have the exact spot where you feel like a player is going to be and you're sort of, you sort of make a lot of bold predi predictions, if that makes sense. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so... Um, yeah, my question is, um, I guess just looking at the big board overall, are there any players either from my list or from none of our lists that you feel like sort of should be in the top 24 and then maybe players from my list that you don't think should have been in the top 24? Um, I think this is, 
uh, this list is pretty good overall, especially as a first look. Yeah, I know for me, I noticed you put DeAndre Swift. I was contemplating putting him in um, instead of James Robinson. Um, You could probably go either way on it. In my mind, I feel like that the Lions could be run heavy this year, so it is possible that Swift could be um, a pretty good bang for buck type guy if you take him in round two. Let's just say you take him behind another running back. Let's just say you go with maybe Saquon Barkley in the first round. You come back with a guy like DeAndre Swift. That's not too bad in my mind. So, yeah, I feel like he might be sort of around that area. I don't know what you think about either guys like Swift or maybe some of the other running backs I had near the end of mine, like maybe Antonio Gibson, guys like that. Um, I think I kind of, uh, kind of like Antonio Gibson at 22, actually. I guess if you, I guess my thinking was I would put more wide receivers at the end, mainly because um, if you, I guess I'm just assuming uh, the person would like to kind of take a bit of a risk. Maybe you could, uh, if you, if it's a snake draft and you kind of drafted a running back early, then maybe you could take an, a wide receiver. I feel like Antonio Gibson might be either a little bit higher or maybe somewhere in the, I guess somewhere in the third round, kind of depending on how you like to draft. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think just overall, uh, we sort of seen the different styles that we have in terms of the way that we draft for fantasy football. And I guess listeners of the podcast can either um, bank on your bold takes or my just conservative outlook of the whole um, draft. And I guess just where we would take players, um, which players we like, which players we don't like as much. Um, And obviously our lists are going to differ from other people that make lists and other listeners as well. So I guess it's just definitely something um, to just look at. And of course, our lists are going to change based on information we get. Obviously, we didn't apply all the information that we had to these lists. Uh, These are just sort of a big board of our previous lists. So I know definitely uh, when our next set of lists come out, we're definitely going to take uh, a deeper look into, you know, uh, where we actually see guys, especially after the NFL draft happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... um, that should be uh, the end of our two round big board outlook. Um, Yeah. It was great looking at both of the, both of our lists and just seeing where players might go in next year's draft. Yeah. Um, And yeah, um, that's going to be the end of the uh, fanatics football episode of the fantasy fanatics podcast. Uh, make sure you check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram at FanFanPodcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, like, share, sub, review, all that good stuff. And uh, thanks again, Nate, uh, for everything. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.